You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Welcome to Changing Lives. You have just tuned in to the very place where your life can be changed by the Word of God. I'm so glad you joined me today, and I am looking forward to sharing with you the Word so that you can be set free in whatever area Uh, that God desires you to prosper. This week, we're going to be in particularly dealing with mental health. And I really want to focus on some precursors to some of the um, more common types of issues that many deal with as far as it pertains to mental health. And um, that would be worry and stress which often serves as a precursor to anxiety. Did you know that anxiety is one of the main uh, types of mental illnesses or stresses or disorders? Yeah. And I can probably say that many of us, even as you're listening, may have experienced it to some degree or not. doesn't mean that it has a hold on you, but you certainly have dealt with it to some degree. And so what I want to do in this podcast is focus in on the worry and the stress, because that can sometimes, many times really lead to a more acute case of uh, worry and stress, which really turns into anxiety, which can be extreme and very detrimental to your health and mental health. And so, um, and of course, we always know that the Bible, it always sets us up for success. And the Bible comes to bring reproof, to bring doctrine, to bring correction, um, and and, and and warnings, really, too, because all throughout the Word of God, you can find that it addresses dealing with worry. Um, I don't particularly see uh, the word dealing with stress in particular, but there are, are some synonyms uh, which connect to worry and um, to anxiety that that relates to what stress can do to us as well. But in the word of God, it warns us, it tells us, beware, don't fall prey to it, be not. All of those different things that lets us know that God cares about us and uh, he loves us enough to let us know that you're going to deal with these things. They're going to present themselves to you but you don't have to fall prey to that. And I just pray that as you're listening to this podcast today, that if you're dealing with worry and stress to any degree, it can happen to to the youngest, all the way up to the oldest, male, female, female, any type of color, race, ethnicity. It doesn't matter um, who you are. If you have a soul and you live in a body and you have a spirit, That means you're human. That means it can present itself to you. Okay, so let's just deal with it. You know, as I've meditated on dealing with, first of all, with worry, what came to my mind and probably what comes to your mind is that song. I believe it was by Bob Marley, where he sung that song entitled Don't Worry, Be Happy. And really, that's that's a good admonishment for all of us um, to to not worry and to be happy and really it's coming, it's scriptural. <laughs> um, the word of God says that, you know, um, be of good cheer. It says you're going to end this world, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. And so that's another way of saying it. Don't worry, be happy. Okay. But when we deal with worry, um, we want to look at the dynamics of worry because when we understand what's coming against us, 
which is really a tactic, one of the tactics of the enemy, and we understand the tactics of the enemy, then we're better able to to uh, uh, to to uh, come against the enemy and, and defeat him with his own tactics. OK. And so when we deal with worry, it really deals specifically with the mind. Now, I'll get into it a little later, but stress actually affects more of your body. OK. And um when we deal with anxiety, it takes both of those. Okay. So, but let's deal with stress. When you're dealing with stress, it's that, it's, it's that state of dwelling or being stuck on something negative, a negative thought or uncertainty about an outcome or something that could go wrong. Okay. It's repetitive. It keeps coming up. It's not something that you just think about. It's a concern and you do something about it and it's gone. But worry is one of those things that keeps plaguing you. It keeps coming up. Okay. And presenting itself to you. It can become an obsessive thought pattern. Okay. And, um, so what do we do with worry? Um, when, when it comes, okay, and and that's what we're going to resolve to 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 get to that place where we understand what to do with worry. Now, you know, there are going to be scriptures that I'm going to share with you that you're probably oh you already know, but you know I want to encourage you that as you receive this word, that that you don't handle it as if it's something that you already know because if you already know these scriptures quote unquote, know these scriptures and you're still dealing with worry and stress, that means you really don't know the scriptures like you think you should. Okay. Like you really should. Okay. And so, um, so, so for there is a danger in just dismissing something that you think you already know. So open up your heart, receive it so that you can be set free. So it's not just, you know, familiar scriptures, but it's just, it's, it's, it's a reminder. It's, it's a provoking, um, for you to go to a deeper level of understanding of what this dynamics of worry is and how it affects us. And what do we do as people of God. Okay. Um, and so, so how does worry work? All right. So when we, when we think about an uncertain or unpleasant situation, maybe, maybe something like you're not able to pay rent. Um, or maybe you, you, you have this worry that you're going to do really bad on an exam or a test or something like that, or you're going to fail, or you're worrying about, you know, um, catching COVID. Okay. Um, and so, but when any type of worry comes our way, it's, it causes our brain to stimulate in such a way where it really can set us up to, to go into action. Okay. And, um, and and that's what we want to make sure that when worry presents itself, that we don't stay so stuck on that negative thought or uh, that outcome or that possibility of something wrong that could happen, that we don't allow our brains to work to our advantage to kick into action to do something about that worry. Okay. And, and that's one of the tactics, like I said, of the enemy, he's, he's banking on if, if I can present to them a possibility of something negative happening, um, a thought of, uh, or an outcome that, that could present itself to happen in a bad way. If I can get them to just 
stay right there, to be stuck on that thought, to to constantly muddle over it in their minds, to constantly really be meditating on it in their minds, then you're in that cycle where you're where you're just spinning your wheels on something that can lead to actually tormenting you. Okay. And so, so, but God created us in such a way that we're able to handle worry and we're able to handle stress and anxiety. And you got to know that. Okay. So, so you, so you, you have the capability to not be the victim of worry, stress, and anxiety. Okay. So when worry uh, begins to, 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 um, present itself to you or concern because a concern can be something that can turn into worry. Okay. Cause a concern again is something that prompt comes up and you want a, a, a good outcome to happen. You, you, you don't want it to go South. You don't want it to go um, and, and turn into a negative, bad situation. Okay. So when that presents itself to you, you have to, Give the Holy Spirit permission to quicken you and to awaken you of, okay, don't just think on it. Now move to the next level, which again is dealing with your brain. It's already ready to do something. But if you're stuck in that place, in that mode, okay, then it's nothing that can happen. Okay. And so, but if you allow uh, the Spirit of God to help you shift to that place to say, okay, Help me to figure out what needs to happen to keep this from going in a bad situation. Okay. So we want to allow that thought to keep moving. Okay. Keep processing it. All right. Um, Till we get to that place where we see, okay, this is how change can happen in this. This is how this thing can be turned around. Okay. And so in essence, Worry can cause us, if we allow it to in the right way, to be a problem solver, okay, or to take action, right? Okay, and so that's what we want to do when worry comes. We have in us everything that we need to begin to solve problems as, and, and, um, and take action on particular things. We don't have to fall prey to or being tormented by this. All right. And so one big thing is because we have God on our side. If God be for us, who, what can be against us? Okay. And so, and so if you allow that worry or whatever, or if you train yourself really, because really that's what it is. It's a training because what I find is a lot of times is, is not that, um, you know, we're not capable. We're, we're capable all day long. Why? Because God makes us capable because if he lives on the inside of us, the word says that we can do all things, right? But it's because we have not disciplined ourselves to work through the stages and go through the process of handling things, okay? If you don't train yourself to go through the process of dealing with a worry, a thought, a concern, a care, then you will fall prey to the anxiety, the stress. You will be overwhelmed. You will not know what to do, okay? Um, but if you train yourself to recognize, okay, of course, 
filling yourself up with the truth, meditating on the right things, right? Knowing who your God are, is, who your God is, then all of those things are, are things that train you. Get your mind straight, get your heart straight. It, it helps you to recognize who's your source, who's your strength, all of those things. You train yourself and you discipline yourself. So when you're dealing with, if you're dealing with worry and stress, that means that there is a lack of uh, discipline somewhere. Discipline in your uh, love walk with God, discipline in your prayer walk with God, discipline in your uh, uh, meditation and communion with God. Okay. To me, you know, it doesn't, you know, when worry comes, it doesn't, it, like I said, it hits everybody. It, it presents itself to everybody, but it will overtake you if you don't, if you're not living a life of discipline. Okay, if you're not living a life of being committed to this is the process I need to go through um, whenever worry or stress presents itself to me. Okay, and so and that's something all of us have to do. All of us have to learn that process again, which is knowing who God is, knowing who we are, taking the word of God, working it on a daily basis because you can wake up and you can have a great day. But then when trouble presents itself, when worry presents itself, you can uh, switch on a dime. And next thing you know, you start out with a great day, but then your day can be ruined. If you have not disciplined yourself to know I have an adversary that's going to constantly shoot dots at me. And I got to be able to recognize when those darts come, what to do with them, how to process it and put them in check and in place. Right. So, so when we understand, okay, when worry comes, uh, it's not all, it's not all bad because when worry comes, you can take that and use it for your good. You can take it and use it for uh, you to be an overcomer. Amen. All right. So how do you use worry to your advantage? Okay. So one of the things that you have to do is definitely think about what you're worrying about. How many of, of us have heard that term? Think about what you're thinking. And it's actually a, 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 a tool in our arsenal to help prepare us to work through the process of being set free, being delivered, being happy and not worrying. Okay. So, so, so yes, it is actually something that you ought to be training yourself to learn how to do is to be able to filter thoughts, to be able to recognize thoughts, to be able to analyze thoughts. All of that is a part of thinking about what you're thinking of. Okay. And so when you do that, then you're able to immediately go to God in prayer. Okay. But if you're not thinking about, okay, what you're thinking, if you're just allowing whatever thought is being thrown your way, you take it on, you begin to muddle on it. You begin to think on it. You begin to chew on it. You begin to rest in it, sleep in it, all of those. Not well, you wouldn't be resting in it, but you begin to try to sleep in it. You begin to toss and turn in it and turmoil and all of those things. But think about this as, as far as it relates to worry, worrying thoughts. Okay. It is a direct indicator that God can move on your situation. Why? 
because this worry is a tactic that comes at us from the enemy. Okay. And anything that comes from the enemy, he always shows itself. If you recognize that it's from the enemy, you already know you have to flip that script. You have to turn the tides on that thing. You have to flip it around and say, okay, if he's coming at me to worry about this, that means the opposite of what he's presenting to me is going to happen. Okay, so I can't meditate or think on or grab or let that negative thought that he gave me repeatedly, repetitively uh, uh, turn in my spirit, because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you're letting that turn in your spirit, then eventually it will become a part of you and it will you will act out or it will come to pass what you've been doing. But if you recognize the opposite of that, oh, the enemy, you know, says I'm going to to die. And, and, and but the but the flip side of that is I'm going to live and I'm going to and I'm going to declare the works of the Lord. OK, uh, the, the flip side is, is I'm not going to have enough. Well, the opposite side of that is. I'm going to have enough because my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. So worry is a direct indicator that God can move on your situation. Why? Really, he's already moved on your situation and you just have to take the truth of what he's already done for you and meditate on that until it comes to manifestation in your life. Worry is also an opportunity for your faith to move into action. Okay, so. Faith is that substance, okay, of things hoped for, okay? So, so you're hoping and you're wishing, you know, um, can, can, if, if, if you stay there too long, a hoping and a wishing, it can turn to worry, right? But if you allow that hoping to, to, to be the substance, uh, 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 you know, allow it to kick into faith, then that faith is, is, is faith is action. Faith is, you know, because you can't say that I'm in faith and you're not moving into action, whether it's turning the ties and meditating on the word, that's action. Whether it's turning the ties and trusting God, whether it's turning the ties and, and following instructions that God may give you, whether it be spirit, soul, or body. Okay. That's action. And that's what faith does. And so worry is simply an opportunity for your faith to kick into action. Hallelujah. Come on now. That's what faith is for. All right. Worry is also a tactic from the enemy to keep you from receiving, flowing or prospering in in that very thing you are worried about. Okay. It's simply a tactic. It has no power. Okay, unless you give it power. All right. Unless you give permission, unless you relinquish your power to it. Then when you relinquish your power, then you give that power over to it to be able to overtake your life and produce what worry produces. What is that? Negativity, negative things, uncertain, you know, uncertain things that are not favorable, unpleasant things. Okay. But we have the ability to turn the tides. Listen to this. Psalms 38, 9 and the um, Eastern uh, English Standard Version says, Oh, Lord, all my longing is before you. My sighing is not hidden from you. Okay, so so there is nothing that God is not aware of about us. There is nothing that he does not know about us. So even if there is a concern he, he's aware of it. So if you come up against something, you know, that you ever had like a deep sigh, like, 
Where's a sigh of, of trouble. It's a sigh of distress. It's a sigh of being overwhelmed, a sigh of, of being pressured. Okay. Um, but that's not hidden from God. So, so if God loves us and cares for us, which he does, then that means if it's something that's causing us to have this deep uh, uh, anguish or, or distress or weight on us, then we got to recognize where our help comes from. All right. The second thing that I want you to do is get your thoughts stuck on the right thing. Okay. So you've analyzed your thoughts. Okay. And now you got to take control of your thoughts and get it stuck on the right thing. Not stuck on the negativity, not stuck on the uncertainty, not stuck on what could go wrong. No, but stuck on the right thing. And I say, fix them on God. Okay. Isaiah 26, three, this is my favorite scripture. It's reassuring to me to know that, that, that I don't get weary in well-doing, doing what you know is right, which is keeping your mind stayed on him. So he says, you will, this is God, keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts in you. And the message version, it says this, people with their minds set on you, that means set on God, you keep completely whole. Are you, are you not whole or, or, or are you distraught and broken down? You're not whole. Why? Because your mind hasn't been set on him. It says people with their minds set on you, you keep completely whole, steady on their feet because they keep at it. Oh, come on now. And don't quit. Depend on God and keep it Keep at it because the Lord God, you have a sure thing because in the Lord God, you have a sure thing. Come on now. We, we are living in a day and time where there are so many uncertainties. There are so many unknowns. There's so many wishy-washy things, so many things that are just teeter-tottering and, 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 and straddling the fence. And, 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 and there's so many things that you're just not sure about. But I know someone who is a sure thing, and that is God, our maker, our creator. He is a sure thing, y'all. Okay, so I'm going to read this again because this is so powerful. People with their minds set on you, God, our father, you keep completely whole, steady on their feet because they keep they keep at it and they don't quit. Depend on God and keep at it because in the Lord God, you have a sure thing. So I'm here to tell you the worry, which is a tactic from the enemy, is designed to beat you down, to get you to turn, throw in the towel, to give up, to cave in, to quit. And I'm telling you, don't do it. Recognize it's what it, this is coming from the enemy. He wants to get me to, to give in. He wants to get me to give up. And I'm telling you, don't do it. Get your mind fixed on him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, in Psalm 16, 8, it says, I have set the Lord always. That's a constant. That's a constant commitment. Always set in good days, bad days, good times, bad times, 
set the Lord always before you. Okay. Because he is at my right hand. That means he's always there. I shall not be shaken. So when you set the Lord always before you, you know, God's got your back. God's got you. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's not going to leave you hanging. All right. Set the Lord always before you. Not, not the problem, not the situation, not the worry, not the doubt, not the care. Don't set that before you set the Lord before you, the one who is the source, the one who is the strength, the one who's able to keep you from falling. Listen, there's no shortcut in this thing. You, you, you can't play church and, 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 and think that you're going to reap all the benefits of God's care. No, when you put God before you, when you set your mind on him, these are the benefits that come. So you can't just wake up one morning and say, okay, God, I love you. And uh, you're all my everything. And then the next morning you're just focused on other things. No, that's being wishy-washy. That's a double-minded man. You're unstable. And the word says you will be unstable in all of your ways. One day you're in love with God. The next day, you can't remember to, 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 to whisper thank yous and praise and hallelujahs and, and to meditate on his word. No, you have to discipline yourself that God is the source and the strength of your life and come hell or high water. He will remain the same. He will remain fixed in my life. Glory to God. So fix your mind on him. Listen to this scripture. I love it from the message. Translation. It says in 2 Timothy 2 8, it says, fix this picture firmly in your mind. Come on, get it in your mind. We got a whole lot of other uh, uh, clips flowing in our minds. These little short films in our minds of what what calamity is going to come our way and what is our life going to look like? We're looking at all the negative. We're looking at all the, 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 the negative nightmares and, and, and possibilities that couldn't happen. But come on, get this picture in your mind. Come on, frame, 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 frame this picture with your faith, with this fixed in your mind. Fix this picture firmly in your mind. Jesus descended from the line of David, raised from the dead, it's what you've heard from me all along. It's what I'm sitting in jail for right now. This is Paul talking, but God's word isn't in jail. Oh, come on now. Now I could run around <laughs> this place. I could shout on that, that God's word is not in jail. Come on now. You may be uh, with your back up against the wall, but God's word is not. I mean, you may feel like you're in you're too trapped and you're stuck in this situation and you can't get around it. But God's word is not stuck. God's word is not trapped. Hallelujah. Then it goes on to say this. That's why I stick it out. That means wherever I am, I'm going to stay true to, to who I am and who I am in God. That I'm not going to cave in. I'm not going to quit. He said this so that everyone God calls will get in on the salvation of Christ and all his glory. You know what? It's bigger than you. So you're thinking, you know, oh, I'm going through this and all this, you know, and you're muddling in this thing. It's bigger than you. It's beyond you. We've heard this saying, it's not about you. It's about a being that living Episcopal, that's living out the word of God, that's not in jail, that's not stuck, that's not got, that does not have his back up against the wall. The word, the living word. It's about 
living on the inside of us and coming to pass in our lives so that others can see there are lost people out there that are in a much worse state than you are. You've got you, God. You may think, well, I'm at the lowest that I've ever been. But look, that, that's, that can be the best place to be because if you recognize even at your lowest state that if you got God on your side, that then, then you can't go nowhere but up. Hallelujah. But there are others looking at us, looking to see, are, is your God real? Weren't you the one that, that was witnessing to me about God can and God will, and now you're in a state where your faith is being tested to really prove that God can and God will? Come on now, it's bigger than us, right? Then it goes on to say, this is a sure thing. If we die with him, we'll live with him. If we stick it out with him, we'll rule with him. If we turn our backs on him, guess what? He'll turn his back on us. If we give up on him, he does not give up. (laughs) For there's no way he can be false to himself. He won't turn from us. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Okay. So, 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 so the, so that, so this is what you got to do. You got to get your mind stuck on the right things. The next thing is that you have to put your worry thoughts in check, right? You know how, you know, sometimes we have this thing where we're going to put someone in check or, or we're going to teach them something or, or we're going we're gonna to make it right. We're going we're gonna to make sure they know what's happening, what's going on. You know, that same type of attitude. We need to have that same type of attitude when the enemy comes, does us wrong by trying to present worry to us and get us to govern our lives by worry. Come on now. Oh my goodness. You know, so we got to put it in check. You know, thoughts have the power to bring anxiety, stress, worry, sadness, and fear into our hearts. That's a power that we give the enemy to be able, we give him permission to do that. But just as much as it has the power to do all of that, look, our thoughts have the power to produce peace, joy, gratitude, love, freedom in our lives. So if you don't put your thoughts in check, that means those negative thoughts that come its way, then 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 you won't experience the peace, the joy, the gratitude, the love. And, and, and that's where we fall prey to the enemy. You know, if you're worrying, you know, it's not a good testimony to say, I'm worried about, you know, let that be an indicator. I need to do something about it when you recognize it. Don't just recognize and say, well, I'm worried about this. And, you know, everybody's worried about. No, 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 no. Don't allow worry to become your companion. Don't allow worry to become your friend. Don't allow worry to dwell and take up residence in your life. OK, and so how do we put it in check? Well, it's in the word, in the word where it tells us to bring every uh, thought captive. Okay. And, and so, so in second Corinthians 10, five through six, we've heard it before casting down arguments. This is amplified or new King James and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. What's the knowledge of God? His truth, his word, his way, his law, his statutes, his precepts. Come on now, bring every thought, some thoughts. No, every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Look, so you got to cast down the worry thought. What does it say? 
cast it down. Don't don't just don't make friends with it. No, say I rebuke you, Satan. I rebuke that thought that is not a thought of God. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I don't receive it. I cast it down. What do you do with it? You put it under your feet, which is where the devil belongs. And if he gave you that thought, that means that's where his thoughts belong. Under your feet, you got to put your foot on his neck and not relinquish it. Okay, so casting down every thought. Look, we play too much with our thoughts. We play too much with it. We're playing footsie with the devil when we don't take the authority that God has given us to be able to cast those thoughts down. We have that power. Behold, he's given us all power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. So you're thinking, oh, the worry, the doubt, all those things, you know, oh, it has power power over me, no more power than you relinquished to the enemy. So, cause he, God has given us all power over the enemy. Okay. And so you got to cast it down. And then I, the scripture talks about bringing the thoughts into captivity. Okay. That means, you know, when, when, when you bring something into captivity, you, you, you put it in a place you got to put it in jail, right? You put it, <laughs> the word's not in jail, but you put, you put the, you put that nasty, negative, debilitating thought in jail. Okay. You put it in jail. You put it captive. You put it in a box. You lock it up. You, 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 you got to deal with it. Okay. And so, and so that thought so that it won't run rampant in your life. So that, so, so putting it into check is you got to take the time to find out what the word of God says about that thought and then take that thought and find out, well, what's so, and most of the time the word of God is telling you the opposite of that thought. It's a negative thought. So find out what does the word of God say about it? What, where is my promise as opposed to this thought? Where is, where, where is what God has told me as opposed to this thought? Where's the positive as opposed to this thought? It's in the word. I'm telling you, it's in the word. So that's why you you can't be lazy. You can't be, you know, thinking that just come in the church and the only time you open up your Bible is when you, when in these days, sometimes we just sit and we get entertained in church. We don't even open up our Bibles, you know? And so, you know, so, so, so we become lazy when it comes to meditating on the word, reading the word of God, searching the scriptures, Come on, the word of God says, that word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. In Joshua 1, 8, it talks about this book of the law shall not depart from out of my mouth. If it departs out of your mouth, that means it has departed from out of your ear gates and out of your eye gates and from out of your heart. Okay, so we can't play around with it. So it pays to discipline yourself to to get in the word of God. If you have to put get a Bible and put it in every room of your house to remind you, if you have to put a sticky note on your mirror, if you have to put it on your dashboard in your car, if you have to put it in your kitchen, on your microwave, you got to do whatever you have to do to remember the word of God and to keep it for before you day and night. Glory to God. That's how you're able to captivate the word of God. One translation talks about punishing 
that thought. And that's how we do it. We, 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 we punish that thought by remembering the word of God, by keeping the word of God flowing in our hearts, flowing in our minds. Uh, that's who we are. We can't get around it. You can't allow the world to punk you out and make you think that, 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 that something you're being holier than thou when, when, when you, when you are allowing the word of God to be saturated in your heart and your mind and in your speech and, and, and all of those things. No, we don't have to be, you know, spooky and we don't have to be, you know, holding the Bible every week on quote the scripture, but your mindset ought to be saturated with the word of God. We're Christians. That's who we are. That's our language. That's our dialect. That's that 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 that's 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 how we uh, uh, speak. That's how we govern our lives. It should be a part of us like that. Oh my God! You can see I'm passionate about this. Look, look. I say this. Don't say I, and don't say I don't have time. I don't have time to read the word. Don't say I don't have space to to do this. Look, if you take up time to mentally think about worry, you have space in your mind to meditate on the word of God. Come on now, you have space. If you take up time to, to, to be repetitive uh, in your mental space, your mental capacity to worry about something, then certainly there is time <laughs> and there is space to meditate on the word of God something to think about. So just as much as you can worry and, 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 and muddle over that and, and think on that and rehash it over and over again, you have the propensity, you have the capability to do the very same with God's word, to meditate on it. If you can take up time and space to pace the floor physically, Wondering what you're going to do about this. How am I going to handle that? Or you can take up time and space to go call somebody and tell somebody about what you're going through. Your situation. Then certainly you can take up time and space to, to take the word of God, to go to God in prayer, to, to speak his word, to declare and, and, and to make confessions about what God is able to do in your life. So don't tell me you're not, you can't do this. You can do this. You just got to make up a, your mind. You have to mentally make up your mind. Which way are you going to do this thing? Which life are you going to live? Are you going to live the God kind of life? Or are you going to lead the defeated life of the enemy? It's your choice, all right? And the word tells us how to think. And I'm not going to go over those scriptures because we probably already know it. Uh, 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 Philippians 4, 8, 9, go to it. Get it in your spirit. This lets us know we're capable. We're well able, all right? And then in the word of God, it's it's the word of God itself is, is so quick. It's so powerful. It's able to take what you're thinking. It's able to take your soul. It's able to take even what's going on in your physical body. And it's able to analyze it and shift and, and cause things to to shift and change altogether for the good. The word, if you allow it to work in your life, will work. It will. It will deal with those negative thoughts. It will put those thoughts in check. But you got to be willing to become a lover of the word of God. You got to be willing to say, I'm not just a Sunday Christian that just opens my Bible. I got to be willing to take that Bible off my shelf, dust it off, open it up and say, look, body, look, mind. This is what you're going to focus on. Okay, this is what we're going to do. All right. Another thing and one of the last things that I want to share as it relates to worry is that you got to get instructions because God's word, it always shows us what to do. It always shows us how 
to handle whatever we have to go through. Okay, it's in the word. It's he's given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. So if if in your life you're dealing with all these negative things and all that, well, that's not life. But I know you want life. You want abundant life, right? And you want you you want to live a happy life. You want to live a stress-free life, a worry-free life. Well, look, that life is the abundant life. That is the life that God is talking about that he's given us all things. Hallelujah. And he's even blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Where are they at? In our heavenly places. Not in our place of worry, not in the place of doubt, not in the place of fear, but in the place where we recognize Ah, where I get my peace, where my mind is fixed on him, where where I'm meditating on his word, where I, I'm keeping his promises in the forefront of my mind and, and, and all of those things. OK, let me just quickly just touch on um, stress, because sometimes we think it's one and the same. It's not necessarily one and the same because stress deals a whole lot with um, what happens in the body. OK, or what happens to of the body as a reaction of things that may be stressful. Okay. So when you're dealing with stress, it's, it's a reaction to circumstances, uh, situations. So, so worry is more so what could happen. Um, it hasn't happened and it may never happen, but you're just, you're just, you're just stuck on the possibilities of what could happen that may be negative, but stress is maybe you're dealing with what's actually happening. Maybe there's some things that are actually happening that are physically happening that are things that you're experiencing, you know, that could be actually happening. Some type of uh of stress or um a force that that's causing things to shift and to change in your life. Okay? So there it can be env- environmental changes uh you know, what we've dealt with dealing, dealing with the pandemic, certainly there are a lot of stressors, um, which is um, things that that cause stress. OK, forces that cause stress. So the pandemic we've dealt with the, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the um, COVID as a pandemic. Uh, uh, we dealt with racial pandemic. We dealt with political pandemic, just all kinds of things, just pandemonium. Everything, everything's going chaotic. Everything's going crazy, you know? And so these are things that can cause you to be so stressed out. Okay. Um, and it could be work. It could be a deadline. You something as simple as a deadline, but for you, it can be something that's overwhelming and it's stressing you out. It can be a test, a medical test, whether it's a COVID test, or testing that, you know, you're going in, you're getting tested to see if there's something in your body that doesn't belong. You know, um, it can be financial uh, stress. Maybe you have an increase of a financial obligation. Um, Maybe um, there's something that you have a lack of finances that you're trying to handle a situation with paying your bills, paying rent, paying, you know, for uh, whatever it may be, paying for your mortgage. Um, it can be major changes in life, you know, and even good things such as marriage. Marriage should be a good thing, but the enemy can turn it around where it can become a bad thing. But marriage, you know, can be a stressor. Um, this just all the things that come around, you know, with preparing for marriage or getting married, um, um, all of those things can connect to other things. It could be traumatic things, loss of a loved one, a divorce, a job loss. It could be chronic illness, all the things I think we can, we truly understand. 
I, I, I understand what stress is, co-pastor. Okay. You know, and so, so these are all things that are actually happening. Okay. Um, but still in that, we don't have to fall prey to that. And, and, and if we, if we do fall prey to these things, it can be detrimental to us. It can be damaging to our bodies and it, it, it can really manifest in a negative way. And so many of us have heard that there's good stress, bad stress. Good stress is what just prompts you to, to take action, to move forward. You know, it's, it's not, not really putting you in a holding pattern uh, where you're stuck and it's causing things to, to stress you out to the point where um, it, you're, you're, in the, you're in a constant mood of stress. Okay. So good stress is, is something that that causes you to propel forward, to move forward. Okay. I mean, something as simple as physical strain that we put on our muscles. All right. That's stress, you know, um, but it's not something that's, that's constant. You know, you, you do it because you want to build muscles or whatever, or there's something that may, um, prompt you to, to do better. You know, uh, maybe you're provoked, you know, by something that, um, maybe someone, you know, gave you some constructive criticism. So instead of stressing, uh, about something that you, that you didn't do, or you should have done, but you take that constructive criticism and you say, okay, I'm going to do better next time. And, and I'm going to, um, switch it around and, and, and do this so that next time I can, I can have a good report in this area, you know? So stress is not, it's not all bad, but the thing that gets us is that bad stress. You know, uh, when you live in an unhappy home, you got a stressful marriage where there's contention in your home and there's a high or it's a high pressure job or something that you're dealing with. I mean, it goes beyond just a rapid heart rate. Okay. Um, it goes beyond just, you know, clammy palms, you know, and, and a shallow breath. No, it's a constant rapid heart rate where you're constantly, you know, your, your heart is just overwhelmed by, you know, whatever that you may be dealing with. And that is chronic stress where it's, it, it doesn't stop. And chronic stress, it, it has you in that constant flight, uh, fight or flight mode where flight and fight and spurts, you know, here and there is good. But fight and flight where you're just constantly in that mode of, you know, uh, constantly being in flight where you're, you know, you want to escape, you, 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 but you can't because you're trapped, you know. And so it's a repeated stressor, you know, and it brings a heavy toll um, and it's a great hardship. OK, so we understand that. And unfortunately, too many of us. Are, are living in that state. You, we, we, you, you know, I wouldn't even say living. You, we, we're residing in that state. To me, living is is life. It's 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 abundant. It's 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 moving forward. It's 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 prospering. But many of us are really dying in that state, and we know that that's not God. You know, and so, but how, so how do we handle that? Okay, um, how do we deal with it? Um, uh, and, and and I'm going to give you some really quick uh, ways to deal with it. First, you got to recognize who the source is. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Okay? You need rest. Get it from God. God is your source. He is your strength. Every morning when I wake up, all throughout the day, there's different times when I'm declaring, God, you are my source. Everything, every good and perfect gift comes from you. God, you are the one who created me. You made me. You know everything there is to know about me. You bless me. You, 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 you empower me. You are my source. Everything I need comes from you. And then I resolve to say, God, you are my strength. So not only are you my source, but you're my strength. You give me what I need. You, 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 you sustain me. You 
who empower me. You know, the word of God talks about his grace is sufficient. So that grace, he gives me the grace that I need that when I'm weak, when I can't do things, there are things that I don't know how to do. There are things that I fall short in, but his grace is sufficient. Why? Because God gives us that empowerment to be able to do what we can't do, to be able to go where we can't go, to be able to climb where we can't climb in and of ourselves and by ourselves. So his grace is sufficient for us. Glory to God. And then the word of God tells us that we can, we can do all things through him. It has to be through him though. And it has to be by him. And it has, you just, so you have to recognize he is our strength. Glory to God. And then you got to take no thought. Come on. I want you to go to Matthew 6, uh, 25 through 21. After uh, we uh, finish with this podcast, because I don't have time to to go over all the details of it, but the word of God tells us, take no thought. Don't take thought for all the worries and the cares and the things that are stressing you. No, no. What you need to do is, is put your mind on what God is capable and well able of doing. So, so, so don't even give it a thought. That, that you're going down. Don't even give it a thought that, that you're not able. Don't even give it a thought that you fall short, that, that you don't have what it takes because you know what you do. So give the thought to what you're capable of doing. All right. And then trusting in God. Come on. How many times have we've heard the scripture, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to all in your understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So trusting him, when you recognize he's the source, when you recognize he's the strength, glory to God, when you don't take no thought because you know all of the above, right? Then you're able to trust him because you know he's not a man that he should lie. You know that God's got you, right? And then lastly, well, two more. Be obedient to God. Do what he tell you to do. Okay. So don't just think that he, if he tells you to do something in his word, that you can skate around it, you can halfway do it. No, do exactly what he tells you to do. Why? Because in that is his prescription is his medication for stress. Hallelujah. Is his medication and prescription for worry. All right. So do what he tells you to do. Don't try to figure it out on your own because if you said you trust him, then that means you're going to be obedient to him. That means you know God knows what to do. His ways are higher than yours. His thoughts are higher than yours. And he is much, oh my God, wiser than all of us. Amen. All right. So then lastly, we need to seek him daily. Seek him daily. Of course, we know the word of God that says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We know the word. But we got to discipline ourselves that every single day that we don't take a time off from serving God. We don't take a time out from worshiping him. We don't take time out. We don't take a vacation from seeking his face. We just don't because we know that he is our source. He is our strength. Hallelujah. That, that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. We trust him. We depend on him. We need God. So, we seek him daily because he is the one that's able to keep us from falling. Okay. So, you know, I've unpacked a whole lot and really I could camp out here for a long time, but I pray that what I've shared with you has been uh, something that's been provoking you to make a change and make a difference in your life so that you won't fall prey to worry and you won't fall prey to stress. I want you to stay tuned for next time because I'm going to talk to you in depth about dealing with anxiety because the the twins, worry and stress is what provokes you 
to fall prey to anxiety. And we don't want that to happen. I pray this has been a blessing to you. Share it, like it, and comment on what God is doing in your life. Be free in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.org.